Blues. Rip into it. Raph got to see Arcade Fire this weekend instead of UFC 176, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage or inside the concert. We don't know why more fighters don't do it. Verbal Tap, I am your host, Kevin Phillips, with me, of course... Raph Esparza. Raph, how are you doing this evening? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you telling me I didn't see UFC 176 yesterday? <laughs> I'm telling you, you did not see UFC 176. Weird. I just thought it got all artistic and weirdly hipsterish <laughs> with its audience vibe. That would be a fun game to do with like a random group of people. Be like, see how long it took them to decide if it was an arcade fire concert or a <laughs> UFC event. <laughs> people might get genuinely 20 minutes into either or before they realized. I will say this. I love the shit out of this band. I re- like they're an exciting band. They put on a great show. But there are some things you have to put up with. And such as hipsters. <laughs> That's so, it. That's your only. I mean, it's it's a big component, but uh my fiance took out her cell phone to take a picture of us. And I swear to god right after she did that, somebody maybe two rows behind us just goes Psh, selfies. and i'm literally dying in my seat just (laughs) exactly what you would expect is they're so over selfies oh Oh, god that was nicely done with the delivery because i could hear it and i hated it like Mm -hmm. i immediately and i had the same reaction you do because my reaction is either well i have to go attack that person physically or i have to laugh about it and I looked, and <laughs> sure. there was no question there are a handful of people I could have taken at this concert. I'm not that human being, though, Kevin. I definitely no. know my surroundings, and that's the only reason <laughs> I bring that up. But when he said that, it's more so – I always think protective of Kelly, you know? So I'm thinking protective of her. Like, don't you dare insult her. Uh, but they're not insulting her. They're just insulting, like – Man, I remember when I used to get my digital print selfies and I'd pick them up from the dark room that I exposed them in <laughs> myself because, like, that's what I do. And I just immediately started laughing instead. But, uh, yeah, I mean – and mind you, it was at the, the forum here in Los Angeles, which the last time I was at the forum, it was for glory kickboxing. So that's very funny. different. And I was weirded out at first because they had a ring for glory in the center so getting used to seeing a stage set up again was really strange so and i would just like to see you the worst part about getting in fight with a hipster surrounded by hipsters is they wouldn't even attack back with violence they would just probably lecture you on like the ramifications that bullying can have later on in life and that would be serious serious is that what you're gonna do you're gonna try to know me do you not know what it does to someone's self-esteem when you belittle them? Yeah, you would lead with a jab. Um, okay, I guess. Uh, the, but anyway, Didn't great show. Didn't knock my hat off, you dude. Great, great surroundings. The nice thing about it was my sister bought these tickets before the UFC announced that UFC 176 was going to be there. And uh, it created a little bit of a, a moment when I had to call her and I go, Hey, yeah, super excited about the show. No big. I mean, there's a UFC there, and I'm obviously going to the Arcade Fire. But 
<laughs> Whoa, that really sucks. It's like the time they're in Los Angeles and I'd probably try and cover it or go and you know what? I'm just I'm gonna go to the concert. I'm not even gonna worry about it. I'm not even gonna check my phone. I'm just gonna bring I'm gonna Kevin will do it. I'll, that's what we'll do. And yeah. as we got closer to it, not only was the arcade fire in town yesterday, but then Jay Z and Beyonce was in town. No way was yeah. <laughs> the city must have been on gridlock. Oh yeah, and I I almost feel more than the fight getting canceled for the main event. It might have been all of those factors together, uh, because. I'll let you know. Yeah. Traffic was really easy to get to to the forum because everybody was going to Pasadena. <laughs> I'm sure. And the UFC, that's actually the best kept secret. They just knew Jay-Z called and was like, motherfucker, don't do this tonight. And they were, so they stopped. <laughs> you heard <laughs> it don't here. Don't be my hundredth problem. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here on Verbal Tap. Exclusive. Jay-Z canceled UFC 176. Um... <laughs> Raph, did you also see I was taking selfies with training? Just <laughs> annoying the shit out of people in my gym. Whatever. I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so I'm also behind the times already, <laughs> which is uh, just perfectly evidenced by being 28. But obviously I'm not in that. Hip. We put a little video out. So if people in the jiu-jitsu community were ever wondering how to take selfies, which you probably weren't, while rolling – uh, but it's an important on the it's an important part of it. You know, like Kev, we haven't done this yet, but I'm gonna put up a pie chart that shows all of the different things that people do in their training, like where their time is invested. And yeah. there's a huge part of that pie chart that reflects uh, you know, drilling, sparring, group photos. <laughs> Selfies are right up there too, so I think people need to know that that pie chart needs to to help them for new people who may not know how to really, really take advantage of their time when they're training. And anyone that's trained jujitsu or been through any stripe or seminar type ceremony knows that yeah. there are a fuckload of pictures being taken. It really is no joke. There's a lot of pictures. So the best is always at the end of class when everybody forgets how to take a photo. Like for. <laughs> Whatever reason, people go, should we take it under the banner? We probably should. Okay. So, like, where's the center of the banner? I don't know. Look at the two sides and go in the fucking middle. That's how fucking easy pictures are. Are Are you guys guys smiling? Someone always says it. What's the move? What's the pose? Have we made a decision? Oh, God. My other favorite Uh, is, wait, wait, wait. So, the advanced belts on the bottom... Yeah. Advanced belts on the bottom and everybody back, right? And everyone always has to yell at a purple belt because he's in the back and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? You know the rules? This is not the first time we've done this picture. (laughs) But jujitsu people, we love you. We promise. You guys are the best. You're the best. You just learn how to take a fucking photo. That's all we're saying. Oh man, it's so the the fact this is how global jujitsu is. <laughs> the fact that we don't train at the same gym almost ever, and we have the exact same problems at the end is just uh, it's systemic of a larger cultural issue. And Kev, I look forward it's not to just an article. Our gyms, it's the other gyms I've been to too. I've been asked yeah. to be in oh, photos yeah. at other gyms, and Without I've question. definitely just watched other people take photos, and it's. Without fail, it's what happens, and I don't know how to fix it because, especially when I'm guesting at someone else's gym, I don't take charge. Yeah, you don't want to be the guy that. 
I'll offer to take the photo and I'll go, yeah, let me go ahead and take it. And when I take the photo, the pictures are immaculate. Obviously. Okay. I'm letting they're condescending, but What's they're that? immaculate. They're not condescending. I don't. I don't do that to people. No, it's just your natural thumbprint you leave on the picture. How dare you? I will let you know this, Kevin. I'm only condescending to people who deserve it, and you happen to be one of them. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. Um. Well, at least you're honest. So look out for those pictures. What else is going on? How was training this week? Uh, okay, it was good. Um, I laughed really hard about this. Um, we had somebody come visit VMAC this week, and I'm, I am like to always try and be a very good partner defensively to, to people when they're trying out new stuff. And this guy, this Pearl Belt, who is guesting at our, our gym, he gets this mean, fucking mean grip for a cross-collar choke. And I'm blocking it, and I'm blocking it with the amount of strength that he's putting in. So it's it's like a a really, really tense fucking grip on both sides. And I start to hear part of his gi rip, and I let it go. And I go, nope, nope. Oh, no. I don't want to break his gi. Oh, oh no. shit. Yeah. It, it got really weird. And I didn't want someone to come to our gym, get a, a ripped gi. Uh <laughs> So I gave him the advanced position from there, and he was just like, "Dude, you have a, you have good defense." And I was like, "Oh, thank you very much." And I wanted to be like, "Oh my god, your I wish I could say the same about your gi, sir." I hope your gi is okay, but I just shut up and was like, "Nope, yep, thank you, okay, bye." <laughs> Which um, I, I've actually ripped a gi before myself. Yeah, well, I blame Nick more and his flimsy gi. Than I do my own strength, but we definitely <laughs> separated the lapel from the rest of the gi fabric. That's Just, mean. <laughs> it's I crushing. Will... It's like losing a member of the team. Well, you we just take feel our gear seriously because you know how much people pay for gis, and you know how much people like. If something happened to one of my gis, it's like one of my kids. <laughs> you feel bad. Have like a small service for it afterwards. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna. Go into that or dignify that with a response, but maybe. You taught me how to Kimura. I'll never forget <laughs> it. I'll say the worst is I went to grab somebody's, like, pant leg, and I heard a slight tear, and I stopped for a second. This is, like, really early on in training. And I stared at their gi get ripped. And the person stared at it, too, and then just looked up at me and kicked their leg and swept me, and I go, that's fair. <laughs> that's that's fair. Karma's real. Yeah. Well, hey, we love crazy training stories, people listening to Verbal Tap. Make sure you tweet us, Instagram us, or Facebook us yours. If they're good enough, we'll read them right here on Verbal Tap. It's crazy true. training stories. Or maybe we'll we reenact it. them. Who knows? <laughs> hey, a uh, little knows. drunk jujitsu history. You never mm-hmm. know. Uh, and you know, it, it, it's a good time and I'm sure there's a handful of you guys who are out there, not even a handful. I would say the majority, I feel we're in the minority on this because I feel the majority just goes, yeah, I fucking ripped the gi, but I wanted to get that fucking submission. So <laughs> fuck them. They fuck should his... buy a better gi. <laughs> yeah. Fuck his flimsy gi. That <laughs> motherfucker was trying to choke me. But it's such a nice looking gi. That was the worst part. Oh, it's so nice. And I just, nah. And, and you right. know, someone's going to rip it. Like once it starts to go. Well, you feel like you started the fire. 
<laughs> God. Anyway, um, speaking of, but then you realize it grappling. was always turning since the world's been burning. I knew you were gonna. I was waiting for the lyrics. JFK, to start. blow it away. What else do I have to say? Did they uh, do a little reenactment of some songs? A little they always uh, remix. Yep. Perfect. They do a great work. Um, we're, of course, now sponsoring Arcade Fire unofficially on this podcast, but that couldn't matter less. Raph, Metamoris is coming up. Mm-hmm. August 9th. It's going on in Los Angeles. We have got to do a two-hour preview show. We're not doing a two-hour preview show. I... Everyone, else is, everyone else is doing a two-hour preview show. I really think we should. Kev... If everybody else put themselves into a triangle, would you put yourself into a triangle? Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> how about this? How about let's not spend an entire episode doing it. We obviously want to cover it. We love Metamorphs. We're excited. We're the most excited podcast about Metamorphs. 10 out of 10. Yep. And so maybe, maybe, why don't we find a different way of doing it? I'm listening. Okay. How about this? <laughs> I... Kevin am a master of nailing and landing on a dime when it comes to timed events. Your record's super clear on that. Thank Your you. Your record couldn't be clearer. Yep. You stick to the time deadline that you set forth. I I believe that my record of one minute review speaks for itself. So mm-hmm. there's that. But what if I were to tell you, Kevin, what if we could review Metamorphs in seven minutes? I don't if know if he, it can be done. I will. First of all, that's where you're faulty. It can be done. And I don't know. Maybe if there was some way we had some great segment name for it. Oh, like seven minutes in Metamorris? Boom! We're going to it right now. That's right. Sit back, you fucks. We're going to review Metamorris and preview it because it hasn't happened yet. And we're going to tell you all the shit that's going to happen in seven minutes. You can clock that shit. Kevin, are you ready? I have hit start. Say who you think is going to win on three. Andre Gal versus Chael Sonnen. You ready? Okay. One, One two, two Galvao. Galvao. No. <laughs> now, why do you think Galvao's going to win? It? Do we say it on three? God, maybe well, we should have worked I, these I details out before we just jumped You're into the losing game. losing time. Go. <laughs> okay. I think Galvao's going to win because he's a superior, superior jiu-jitsu ground you grappler. Say, what makes you think that? Uh, Chael Sonnen doesn't really have any experience in the submission meal you, so he's going to have to rely on a lot of wrestling, and Galval's dealt with that a lot. Why do you think Galval's going to win? Well, I think Galval's going to win because Avi knows more jiu-jitsu than Chael Sonnen. However, I do feel he'll give him a little bit more like actual pressure. One of the nice things that I did read this week was the fact that uh, they said that he's not going to do the same game plan as Brandon Schaub. So I'm a little more uh, encouraged by that, but I still think Galval's going to get the win. How do you think he's going to win, though? I'm just, first of all, super offended that you're calling Shab's thing a game plan. That's my only problem with what you just said. I believe Galval is going to win by taking his back and modifying to an armbar from the back take. Ooh, that's great. I, you know, I was feeling an armbar until you said it, and then I started second-guessing it. So now I'm going to have to go with something fucking crazy. Uh, let's fucking call it... Um... Man, what if he got him with a footlock? What if he just, like, went out of his Milu and was like, fuck it, here we go. Two seconds in. I love it. And here's a quick tip we got from Andrew. When you're trying to say Galvan, hold your nose 
And if you make your nose vibrate, Galvan, you've said it right. It's the Galvan makes what your nose. What important analysis. Hey, what's You're the next welcome. fight we're going to talk about? Dean Lister versus Josh Barnett. So okay. we in, say we'll say one, gonna... two, three, and then we yes, say the then name. we say the thing. Okay, ready? Okay. One, one two, two, three. three. Barnett. Ooh, okay, where Ooh. are you going, Barnett? Because it's fun, and I like an <laughs> I like a surprise, and uh, frankly, you know, maybe Barnett's gonna do something that'll submit Dean Lister. I doubt it, but if I'm the guy that guessed Dean Lister was gonna lose when he did, I'm the guy that gets to put that somewhere on his body. I think via tattoo. Why do you think Lister is gonna win? But wait, was your plan to tattoo yourself if you win? Um, Isn't that normally what happens? God. When you lose. Now that you say that, uh, okay. Well, okay. That's a strange bet that you just made with yourself. Good luck with that. Um, I'll say this: I feel like Dean Lister is just too bored to be submitted in life. However, Josh Barnett is a great opponent for him because it takes it down an avenue that we really haven't seen him go. I feel Josh is going to challenge him. Uh, to be fair, part of me was wondering: what if Josh Barnett like sometimes has uh, flashbacks and actually just puts him in a Boston crab and Dean Lister goes, yeah, this is new. All right. I'll tap to this. I thought that would be hysterical. <laughs> However, I don't see that realistically happening. Uh, Dean Lister, I feel more than anybody, obviously footlocks, but, uh, if I gotta say it, it could go draw, but I feel Dean Lister. I'm guessing Barnett via Boston crab, just so I can <laughs> pick something that you're going to be jealous of. Sure. How you do can you take believe my analysis and do that? <laughs> Don't, it's I already wrote it down. It's taken. All right. How do you believe Lister will win the fight? I just said footlock. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. I was too much. I was too busy. Keep being up with me. We gotta keep combat. going. Go go go. <laughs> Solo Ribeiro versus Rodrigo Camprido Midieros. Uh, I like both of these guys, but I'm gonna go Solo. Ooh, I couldn't be more with you. And his video won me over. Yeah. When he gets in that ice ice bath. bath? Yeah. Just, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I think it's actually going to be Salo via, and I'm going to go with a, um, a, a a collar choke, a variation of a collar choke. Yeah. Uh, we got an exclusive with Sanji's brother this week, and uh, he definitely alluded to more of a, a paper cutter choke, if you would, or, or kind of a mounted uh, choke and say so he would do that. So I'm not gonna argue with Sanji. No, that's good. Good theory. Good message. He also brought Lovato in, which is awesome to train with him a little bit for. Oh yeah. Uh, super. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? It's like oh, I'm just gonna bring in. Rafael well, Lovato you think about it. It's like oh yeah, Sanji my brothers Ribeiro. fought in the first <laughs> Metamoris, and uh, no big. I got this guy who fought in the other Metamoris. So whatever's hey, cool. Man. It looks like he's in great shape. Okay, next fight. Keenan Cornelius versus Mini Vinny Magalesh. Let's say, okay, two, one, two, three, and then the three. next. Three. Keenan. Vinny. This is, you are forgetting. Vinny is the guy that tapped out Buchecha. I haven't got him on a nasty. You forgot that the last time we did a preview video, and it only came relevant because we're going to do another preview for Around the Mat. That's right. This is a plug for Around the Mat. Go and watch that. It's going to be Kevin, myself, and some of our other idiot friends. But yes, he did do that. However, I feel that this is an increasingly different matchup for the both of them. Uh, Do I feel that Keenan could get submitted by him? Potentially. But uh, Keenan's so elusive. We've got one. He's so elusive. And what else is he so? 
He's so hot right now. <laughs> so hot right now. We've got a minute twenty, and we don't waste Kelly your now. time. Keep going. I've got Flinny. I've got Flinny. Vinny via flying armbar, and then we'll call him Flinny. <laughs> Flying armbar, Vinny. Yes, you just <laughs> abbreved. You've got Keenan how? Uh, I'm going to say Keenan. I would like to say if it was uh, more gi based, that it would be the worm guard because that'd be hilarious. But uh, let's <laughs> say fucking, as much as I'd want it to be an Olaplana, I'm going to say Kamora. Why not? Gary Tonin versus Kit Dale. One, two, two three. three. Gary Tonin. Kit Dale. Okay, sorry. Mm, why? Um, everyone likes a crazy victory speech from Kit Dale. And, you know, maybe the size is going to play a little factor over the, the G-tones. Gary's not just some ridiculously small dude. I mean, he's pretty okay himself. Uh, how do you think yeah, he's going to he win, is though? amazing. Uh, oh, God, now you are got me. It's going to be a choke. <laughs> what kind of choke? Joke. That <laughs> rear naked joke. <laughs> That's actually not a terrible decision, but I think it works better for Gary to win via rear naked Who do you choke. have? I put Gary, and I think you'd win by rear naked choke, because that's more realistic. But um, That is same check, and Raph, that's time. That's beautiful. Excellent. I think we and covered all the matches, right? No, there. I, we actually didn't cover one match, the secret match. Oh. But I don't know, and herein lies the only fault in the secret match logic. Which is? There's no way to preview or be ex- like be excited for it. There's, there's, uh, there's just speculation. The hell there isn't. Put one minute on the clock. We're going to fucking do this shit. Okay. Um, putting one minute on the clock, <laughs> and here it goes. All right, Kevin, who do you think's in the secret match? Go. Uh, well, no, let's... One, two... Three, someone Glover. named Gracie. Okay, so I think somehow Jeff Glover's fighting. Okay, and that's who I'm taking, Jeff okay. Glover. Who do you think he's gonna face? Um, uh, Halleck. Oh, that'd be great. What yeah. if Jeff Glover was in Halleck's backpack and then jumped out <laughs> to attack him? <laughs> I think that would be the coolest fucking secret match announcement of all time. I like it. Uh, I have an idea, but I'm going to save it for who realistically is in it for around the map. But we'll get to that. Um, but for the purpose of this preview, let's say the following. What if, Kevin, what if, and let's take this all the way out. What if they just pick two people in the fucking audience? I think that's going to be the uh, – that's the – it's possible. Yeah. And I hope that whoever they do pick, they helicopter in. That's my only that- requirement. Time, perfect way to end that segment. <laughs> that's, that we hope they like. I can't imagine that, what more we would need to say. Um, we're <laughs> stoked about Metamorris. We're obviously going to be watching and covering via Twitter. If you're looking to follow along at Verbal Tapcast, don't forget to also leave us a little rating on iTunes. Five star. Five star. Let us know how much you love the podcast. And we are going to go talk to Mike Jasper. Are you ready to bring him on, Raph? Yes. Now I'm ready. Okay, good. Thanks for the extra second. I wasn't ready back then. It's all about timing. Oh. You learned nothing, oh. Kevin. Something went off, and Raph said, I'm ready.
Verbal Tap fans, we have one of our favorite bearded guests, which is a significant compliment in the MMA world. We have Mike Jasper. Mike, how are you doing this evening? Doing well, doing well. I'm happy to be uh, one of your favorite bearded guests, you know, but not that beard vibe <laughs> trending nationwide everywhere. So, <laughs> so hard. The competition has gotten more stiff. Really? Um, uh, you you yeah, just dropped a little bit everybody, of a... Everybody seems to grow up in these beers nowadays, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fight game's changed, man. I remember when I used to be the one with the beard, man. Yeah, That's exactly. Funny. Yeah, let's start using that beer oiled as one of the sponsors. But Mike, you said you and Raph were just talking about this. You fought, you fought two weeks ago. Yeah, I did actually. It was a uh, I fought for WCK uh, Muay Thai. Uh, I made my professional debut in a, a Muay Thai fight, uh, fight, and I you know had a, had a good opponent in uh, Jason Cadwell, and uh, he had a lot more experience than I did, and it was a it was a, it was a fun tough fight, but. Uh, Ended up uh, getting a win, and uh, yeah, and on to the next one. Apparently, three weeks later, and a week today, Friday. That's what makes this crazy. Uh, to put it in context for people, you're fighting National Fight Allowance Allowance uh, <laughs> National Fight Alliance. <laughs> That'll be their new theme. That's a separate <laughs> category. It's a teen youth outreach group. Not what this is. You're fighting exactly. Nick Barnes in an MMA fight. It's just straight up MMA fight, not Muay Thai. Though, um, if you've never seen a Muay Thai fight, Jesus, they're violent. What are are you crazy? What's going on? No, I mean, yeah, no, uh, all of the above. <laughs> um, basically, uh, a few weeks or a few months ago, um, the NFA I had fought for him. You know, multiple times. Um, it's a local uh, Southern California show, and uh, basically, prior to that, I was you know I wasn't too satisfied with my you know my my stand-up game. So I you know what's the best way to go about that? You know, take a Muay Thai fight, and you still got that adrenaline going, and it's still all the stuff that you can use in MMA because it was a full rules Muay Thai fight, you know, knees, elbows, trips, everything, throws allowed. So it's all legit. And, uh, you know, I figured I'd take that. And about halfway through that camp, um, NFA, who I was fighting for, you know, this week, um, approached me with a fight and, you know, within my backyard, so to say. Um, and I said, yeah. And it, basically all it was is, you know, hey, you come out healthy, we'll, we'll do the fight. If not, you know, on the, you know, on to the next one. So I came out uh, pretty much untouched as far as damage-wise, and uh, here we are. You know, we're about five days away from getting back in the cage, so to speak. <laughs> Not so to speak. You're getting back in the fucking cage um, a solid two weeks after. What a great celebration to have. It's like, yay, <laughs> you won this fight. Now you're just back in camp, so don't eat anything. Just shut up and get back yeah. to work <laughs> yeah i mean i, I was well the, the main the thing that was cool is is once i kind of realized that um this was going on uh both people kind of worked together as far as weight wise like uh you know i had my muay thai fight and they made it a catch weight at 180 so it was a lot easier to cut i didn't have to get you know do 
two gigantic cuts, you know, three weeks back to back pretty much. And then my, uh, NFA actually gave me, uh, gave me two extra pounds because of this. So, Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Which two extra pounds isn't selling very much, but I'm going to let you know at the end of a, at the end of a weight cut, two extra pounds is like at least five grand. If you ask me, like I would happily take that (laughs) any given day of the week. I feel like your two extra pounds is like 20 pounds for the average person. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, yeah, it makes sense. I feel you. I feel like, you know, it'd be different. They should really have almost a, a Jenny Craig-esque celebration where everybody hugs you after you make a weight. You're just like, yeah, hey, you did it. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, uh, this this whole last few days, it's, uh, it's nothing but pretty much egg whites and spinach and you know, some apples and protein shakes. That's about it. So my my diet is super exciting. I really look forward to eating. <laughs> what specifically? And I we only say that because eating oh, in just general, in general. Kevin. Yeah, he's just like I just <laughs> look forward to eating again. Whatever that was like. No, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's basically, it's my appetite just sucks these few weeks. But this is uh, basically after I'm done, it's on, man. Um, it's well, bring on. The- uh, in and out Mexican food, uh, whatever. <laughs> All of the above. All of that sounds delicious, actually. But I, I do have a question, though. Are you going to promise me right here and right now that the second you finish that fight, you aren't signing up for another fight in another week? Hell no. I'm not fighting again until November, I think. Oh, good. All right. That's I've, nice. got, I've okay. got a little something on the table, which hopefully, uh, Hopefully within the next two weeks I can announce, and then. Uh, but yeah, it'll be. Uh, I'm thinking it's going to be mid November, mid late November. Um, we've already had some contact, and uh, just hopefully, hopefully it works out. But yeah, hell no, I'm taking some time off, man. I've been I've been in training camp for ten weeks now, and Good. it sucks. Jeez, uh, first of all, great teaser. Mm-hmm. That's number one. That's fantastic. But number two, no means no this week, Mike. Somebody's <laughs> going to come up and they're going to be like, "Hey, there's a oh, there's just a little grappling tournament next week. We need. Can you practice that? Like, just even when someone gets you vulnerable, it's like we'll have Oreos. Don't say yes. Mm. Be very cautious. Yeah, that was the funny part is that a couple of my buddies that I roll with they're like, "Hey, man, you know, there's a couple good tournaments coming up." Let's put that gi on and go down and compete. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, is it one a month or two? It's like a month a month from now. I'll take one a month from now. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are great trading partners. They clearly they clearly are pushing you in ways that is is good. You know, just maybe not the healthiest. Unless they all have one of those honey pots where mm. it's like, when can we break Mike Jasper? Mm. It's like, when can we get him to have like a real crying psycho fit that we can get on YouTube and they just keep yeah. having to put money in the pot? Have you considered this, Mike? Or you're pretty safe? Yeah, man. It's 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 definitely we're we're boiling over here. I'm redlining. <laughs> but uh, even 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 my fiance wants to kill me. She's like, no more training or no more fights after this for a little bit. You need to fucking break. So. <laughs> There you go. It's like I get moody when I can't have carbs. That's just mm. the way it is. That's mm. life. Um, talk well, to know, us I, about. I, I enjoy some adult beverages, you know, like everybody mm. else, and I also like a mean cheeseburger and a slice of pizza. So yeah. that's that's uh, unfortunately we're not allowed to have any of those right now. So 
Yeah, Kev, I'm frankly insulted you're bringing up food still. So oh, <laughs> let's let's transition to talking about the fight because the fight is is interesting to me. Uh, I actually I like Nick Barnes a lot. When he was on Fight Master, he seemed like somebody who was uh, sane. So that put him in a category of oh, he's interesting. Did you happen to see him on Fight Master at all when you were watching? Did you watch that? Yeah, I watched it. Only reason I watched it is because uh, me and my coach slash training partner tried out for it. And we made it to the very end, and then like two days before we were supposed to leave to go to the show, it didn't work out supposedly. So I wanted to kind of pay attention a little bit and see what was uh, see what the quality of talent was like, and you know what was going on. And what did you think the quality of talent was like for it? Yeah. Uh I mean, I thought it was decent. Nothing, nothing too crazy. It kind of like a local. I mean, to me, it was more or less like a local circuit type deal. I mean. They set up Joe Riggs to mop that tournament up, if you ask me. No one else was on his level when it came to that show. But, I mean, you know, he did struggle a little bit on some of the fights. I mean, there was, once I saw he was on there, I was like, there's no question he's not winning this show. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought there was him, and then there was uh, Cole Cole Williams or something like that, I think it was, one of the guys yep. that, that, that actually beat Nick Barnes. I thought he was pretty solid. Um, and there was a few other guys in there that were decent, but a lot of it was it wasn't what I expected it to be. It was pretty subpar. Yeah, that's the nicest way. That's the <laughs> you're nicer than the critics were. That's good. That's yeah, but I mean, and overall the show it was. I mean, the fights were decent to watch, but overall the quality of the actual show itself. I mean, I just I. I'm not shocked that there's not another one on right now. That's, I mean, I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if another one started, to be honest. What's that? You're shocked that Ken Shamrock, or I'm sorry, Frank Shamrock and uh, Randy Couture are now doing Jim Rescue and not a second season of Fight Master? <laughs> Weird. Uh, I, I don't I know. I was... know that. Is that real? Oh, it's for real. Oh, my God. <laughs> Mike, after this interview, I am real I'm finding a way to send you a link to Jim Rescue because somebody has the gall to want to get into a shoving match with Frank Shamrock and Randy Couture. So it's a train wreck waiting to happen, and I can't wait to live blog the shit out of it. Uh, Bless their hearts, man. That's just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the interesting thing about the the show, because Kevin and I were, you know, we're we're fans of, of fighting in general, um, it was frustrating to watch because you felt so much possibility with the coaches. Um, but of course, even when you do get somebody like, <laughs> like when you get Riggs in there, it's just an insane uh, feel and, and that. And, and just in the training, because you went there and I guess, were you doing the the pre-fights to get into the, what is it, the house or whatever the hell they call it, the Louisiana cage that they had? No, they, they they pretty much had uh, me and my coach in with interviews and everything was all good to go and pretty much kind of, hey, you know, you guys are pretty much in. And then when it came down to, all right, it's time to go, it was like, actually, we don't need you anymore. <laughs> so, oh, no! Yeah, uh, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Um, I mean, <laughs> so I, 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 I'm not, I, let's just say... I'm gonna you go on a limb, and I and I didn't lose any sleep. So, all right, yeah. <laughs> that's a good way to go. I uh, was gonna say after watching it, you might have been better off. That's the only. It's true. 
so now, I mean, you're you're familiar with Nick. Uh, have you been keeping up with his fights? Have you guys been watching tape? Uh, what's your kind of assessment of him as a fighter? Yeah, as far as tape goes, man, I'm I like I, I played. Like you guys know from prior, I played football for like 15 years. So like watching tape and reviewing fighters is like it's like my number one like tool. Like I I can sit there and watch the same fight six times straight. Like it's fine with me. But yeah, I've watched. <laughs> uh, I've watched uh, I've watched a plenty of plenty of his fights. He's not really too much access as far as previous fights. Fortunately mm-hmm. for for me, his spike fights are all online for the fight master. And uh, you know, he's a he's a grinder. He, uh the guy likes the he likes his double legs and singles, you know. Uh stand up I think is is decent. Um, but yeah, I mean it just basically it's he he likes to get that takedown and and try to take the back and you know and, and submit you and uh, it's definitely something I'm working on. You know, even though I was in that Muay Thai camp, I was still doing full MMA sparring and jujitsu and everything because that helped my cardio out for the Muay Thai fight anyway. So I never stopped the ground game and you know I'm ready for whatever he wants to bring me. I ain't worried about it. Absolutely. What do you feel like has been the biggest evolution in your game? since we last saw you fight? Uh, I mean, I, I'd probably have to go with my stand-up and just more or less my confidence uh, along with overall everything. I mean, because I never really... I, I try to never just pinpoint one thing except for what I just did, and that was that Muay Thai deal. And I I worked, you know, probably like 65, you know, 65, 35 stand-up to ground and wrestling and whatnot. So I really tried to sharpen it compared to normally when I do like 50-50. So I think that since the last time I, I talked to you guys, I would say you know my my stand up and my confidence has gotten you know a little better, and which is what I wanted. You know, I, I always try to make the fight standing as it is, but I just wanted that little extra boost and confidence and and get 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 my footwork down on you know right on point far and just always never want to stay stagnant. That's my goal. Hell yeah! And you've been one of those people that's just always been training everything anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, I've that's never really. I never really kind of just did, hey, I'm going to do jujitsu. You know, like I, I came in doing MMA. Like, so it's, it's actually kind of helped me out. And I get bored doing one thing too much. So it's like, I like to, to switch it up and it keeps you more interested. And and then you know, all of a sudden, you, hey, two days went by and you, you didn't do any jujitsu. You start to miss it. Now let's go back to the ground. You know, it's like you sit there and you just, each day you're doing something different. And I, I think it keeps you fresh. and not going so just mind-numbing with, you know, training this every day. Absolutely. And you just, um, to clarify for people, so you're going to be fighting at 172, but you're down because you had fought when we when we first were introduced you on a national stage. It was more the 185. How do you feel at the new weight level? The fight will actually be at uh, 173, um, but this will be my third time, 173 or below. And, I mean, I this is where I'm at right now. My weight cut is the lowest I've ever been less than a week out. So it's, it's kind of one of those things, you know, where just every time you do it, you get better at it. And I've, I've, my first weight cut was pretty, was pretty tough. The second one was even harder for some reason with the third one. It's like, I feel that like I kind of mixed the two together because the first time was, you know, decent and the second one was hard. And I, I, picked up what I kind of did wrong in both of them and then I put it in one for this one and so far it seems to be working man I feel strong I have plenty of energy you know I'm good to go and 
I mean, I still work. Like I said, I'm, work, I'm still working two forty hours a week. So doing that plus oh, camp damn. and e- eating this little bit that I am, it's still good to go. But it's got that Dolce diet that I, that, that I think. <laughs> yeah, it makes the uh, actual being in the cage seem not quite as bad. It's actually the week before without the food that tends to be the. Um, but you'll be able to rehydrate and get in the cage. What's your game plan? What are you trying to do? You always come out swinging as hard as anyone in the game. Uh, you're gonna try and knock him out early. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the, uh, to me, it really don't matter. I feel comfortable with him anywhere. Um, in a lot of my fights, I've taken some guys down and finished them with some ground and pound elbows, whatnot. But, but this one, I think that uh, I think that it could very well could in standing. Um, couple of his fights uh, on Fightmaster, which he's the seven or, seven or eight opponents that he's fought before that show or after or out of the show, let's say. I mean, weren't exactly winning record type guys. And the three guys that he fought on there, two of them, you know, dropped him. So, I mean, I, I, I feel that his, his chin can be tested. And I think that's, you know, that's what I'm going to try to do. It's just uh, he is, he's by no means uh you know, a soft opponent. He's a grinder. You know, so you can if you don't, even if you drop him, you got to get out there and finish it because he he can't come back and you know, and win the fight, which he showed on that show twice. So you got to you got to put him away. He's a tough guy. Yeah, I mean that it, it was really cool. Like it was interesting to watch him. He was somebody we were uh, friendly with. We were you know because our job is mostly to make fun of these things, and uh, he was one of the people who took it in stride. So we did like him, and that was one of the things that immediately intrigued me about this fight uh when i saw that the two of you were matched up just because i was like i know how you grind i know how he works um so just even on paper it, it looks like a good fight um you know you're fighting at uh invasion number four but i do have a question here because the underground has you this is one of my favorite things the underground has you here and i don't know if you look at it but we do uh there was a fight that was supposed to happen september 7 2012 and for whatever reason, Valley Invasion 3 happened a year later, and it's still on there, and it says to be determined on there. So I guess what I'm saying is, have you been ducking TBD, or is there an opponent named TBD that I don't know of? <laughs> Man, I, I haven't been on Underground in a minute, but uh, I don't even know what the deal with that. There was, there was a... How's it back? One to three, I can't remember what it was. I think I ended up taking a fight with somebody else, so it just didn't work out, and they just haven't updated their cards yet. I don't, I don't know what that deal is. <laughs> I don't know why, but, but like, like whoever TBD is, I'm down. If you only want to cut the one seventy, let's do this. <laughs> it's just so funny because I love how sometimes every one of these fights can like be updated the second after it's done, but for whatever reason, that's just still there. And I was like, did I miss a fight? Did I not know? A fight? No. Nope. Yeah, that just happened against Lee Chapman a year later. Yeah, to be determined. You never know who that one is going to show up. <laughs> so, what is it? You know, I mean, you're you're fighting here. I don't even remember. Is Nick Barnes from here? Is do you have hometown essentially advantage on this? Yeah, it's definitely my hometown area. I mean, it's about 20 minutes from my house, 30 minutes. But uh, he's from San Diego, so he's coming up about you know four hours or so. It's not really a, a far commute or anything, but uh, I'm definitely uh, I got a decent amount of fans coming, man. You know, it's uh, there'll be over over 125 of my friends there, and 
it's uh, it's they're gonna they're gonna get their money's worth. I can tell you that, and I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm not sure whether me straddling the cage with my hands in the air after victory, or the meals that will come after that consecutive days on end are more exciting. <laughs> I do. Nick, I just I love that part of your celebration right now is just massive amounts of food. And I'm I've gotta ask this because I don't want to harp on the food too much. But take me no, to the don't bother me. All right, all right. Well, you know, I just try and be a decent human being about this because you're doing a damn hard job doing that. But walk me through it. What is the first thing you eat right after the fight? Usually, I mean, it sounds horrible and it's probably bad of me, but it's not really much that night because I usually, my buddies end up having a beer in my hand before I even get out of the cage, really. So it's kind of... (laughs) But no, usually it ends up being a cheeseburger, man. I, 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 I don't know what it is. That's kind of my weak spot. But uh, I usually have a I have a nice little ritual, you know, where uh, usually get something just greasy and terrible the night after that night. And then the next day, you know, go out, get a breakfast burrito, you know, and then for lunch, maybe go get some pizza. Usually dinner, I'll go back out, maybe get some more Mexican food. So it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely, I usually try not to eat at my house for like two or three days. I want to go buy everything. That's terrible. I was about to say, I was like, with all those friends who are coming to see your fight, it sounds like you're literally calling each one of them and saying, do you want to go get something to eat after you finish with the next? Yeah, exactly. So it's like when we have lunch at In-N-Out, I'm like, hey, do you want to have, you know, dinner at Topper's later, pizza? (laughs) I do love that. I, 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 I'm such a fan of, of that, but I do have to ask this. They hand you a beer as soon as you hand out the cage, like literal, like going up to you and being like, Hey, good job. Here's a beer. Heineken. <laughs> Show the label sponsorship. I mean, it's uh, it doesn't happen every time, but it, it's happened before. It's usually never none of like my really good friends. It's usually just from like the like, randoms like, yeah, great fight, bro. And then here's a beer. I'm like, ah, kind of want some water first. And you know, <laughs> my head. Yeah. I'll be back in like 10 minutes, guys. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll get my fair share of beers after the fight. <laughs> well, now I think I know what to do. Is I, I think I know. Hopefully, we'll, we'll we'll know somebody at the fight, but I'll be like, whatever you do, give Jasper a give fucking beer. Guy. Don't give him water. Yeah. He's going to ask for water, but he doesn't know what's good for him. I know what's good for him. Yeah, it's a nice, cold adult, adult beverage. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be perfect. The fight is August 8th. Werner Center, Marriott, Woodland Hills, California. Mike Jasper is taking on Nick Barnes. Does that sound all right? Is that yes, the... sir. Yeah, I think it's, uh, like I said, man, um, if people haven't got their tickets, you know, uh, you can go on and get them. And uh, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight, man. Uh, with that, I have, I have no, no doubt in my mind that, that you know, it's going to be his first L and I'm moving on to eight and one. And, uh, you know, we're trying to, uh, get this ball rolling again, man. And can we take care of any sponsors for you? Uh, anybody who's, who's paying the bills, helping you out to be the best fighter you can be. Yeah. Um, a couple I can throw out for this fight. I got coming up with the contract killer, um, caveman coffee, uh, red dragon apparel, um, Mako, uh, Mako's, Surf camp. Uh, what else you got going on here? Um, combat corner. 
Um, and, oh, uh, Gamma Labs as well. Um, my gyms, uh, Elite MMA and, and West Coast Jiu-Jitsu. So, um, yeah, if I forgot anybody, I'm sorry. I just, uh, <laughs> you know. Don't worry. You could just say, I, I'm fighting and cutting weight. What? Uh, God, my yeah. memory is so bad. Who can keep track of things? I will tell you this, though. I got two things for you on that. One, I think we're missing uh, a failed opportunity to get you some food sponsors. Like, I think we really need to work on that. So that, not to, to harp on it, but I like the idea of them sponsoring you the day after a fight. Oh, 100%. Like, if I could get, like, an In-N-Out sponsor or, like, a pizza place. It'd be the best oh, sponsor. Okay. I don't even want any, I don't even want any money from you. Just let me just let me <laughs> eat afterwards. Yeah, so if there's anybody out there that runs a local burger joint or pizza place in the Southern California area and they want to sponsor a fighter for to get fat after his fights, I'm your guy. You heard it here. The bearded Mike Jasper will have dinner with the locals for a mere price of a burger. Uh, Mike, we're excited to see you fight, and we really appreciate you stopping back by the podcast, especially on a week where you're um, right in between fights, oddly enough, and right at those those tough few days as you head in. So thanks very much for being here tonight. Hey, no problem, man. My pleasure. And, uh, you know, don't be a... Don't be shy. I'll come on again, maybe after this fight, discuss how the fight went and whatnot, and uh, keep this ball rolling. Yeah, Let's we can it, all man. just have like a video chat meal. Everyone will just bring their favorite <laughs> stuff to the table, and we'll be good to go. Yeah, I'll be able to talk really, really quick too, because I'll be done with my meal in like five seconds, just plowing through it. <laughs> it's going to be Mike hosting the show while the two of us eat, ever so gentleman-like. <laughs> Mike's just yeah, like I'll you, probably, fucking I'll idiots. I'll probably have to leave the show to go back for more food, though. So, <laughs> uh, Verbal Tap fans, Mike Jasper. I don't think that. Well, it's my brain. That's the way it works. I'm multitasking, Kevin. Don't work me up again. I'll do my best. Hey, Verbal Tap fans. Meta Morris in seven minutes with a little kicker of the secret match, but I do believe that falls outside the parameters of seven minutes in Meta Morris until uh, we know it it's happening and it's tangible. Outside of the ring, but the submission was still on, so that's why we had the extra minute. Perfect. Uh, I don't follow that metaphor that deeply, but that's my own problem. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful wrap-up. We had Mike Jasper on to talk about his favorite foods, our favorite foods, <laughs> and... Mike Jasper on to be tortured, <laughs> is what we did. Just to torture him for almost, yeah, 24 minutes. He said he was so okay. It's, it's our idea of fun. Hey, he's fought twice in three weeks. I think it was a good wake-up call to be like, Mike, promise us you will not you will not confirm another fight this week. <laughs> Absolutely not. We're a really good um, intervention our, show. Ooh. Inter- fighter intervention. I intervention. Yeah. yeah. We should call Spike. Nope. They'll do anything. So that's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. But, of course, we've got to do some shout-outs. Let's do it. I will start. Big thanks to... Marcus and Karen came out to the comedy show last night out in Bethesda, Maryland. 
Always good to have some jujitsu back up when you're telling jokes in new territory. You know, someone takes offense. Good to have some people in your corner. Also just good to have um, people you can threaten to choke to vote for you. And friendly faces in the audience. Always helpful. <laughs> so big thanks those to them. Those two things go together. <laughs> hey, vote for me. Things. Friendly faces, but they'll kill you. <laughs> I will choke you. I know where you train. I know what your weaknesses are, and I will hunt you down. Um, but thanks for coming, guys. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. Tip your waitress, um, everybody. Everybody. BJJ Finder over there and BJJ MMA Academy in Chantilly. Thanks for tolerating my selfie shoots and some video work we've been doing to try and uh, add more elements to our YouTube channel. Big thanks to them out there. Had some great lessons. Andrew's doing some serious 50-50 attacks over the past week. That's been amazing. And that is going to do it for me, Raph. Cool. Uh, I also want to thank the good people over at BJJ and MMA Academy. You don't, you don't have BJ. a thing for that? <laughs> I don't have a, I don't have a thing. It's your own gym, you told. How do you not have something for them? It's a lot harder. There's <laughs> too many syllables. I'll work on it. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tolerating Kevin as well. So thanks, you guys. Yeah. I know how hard it can be. Trust me. It's, <laughs> it's not easy. But you guys made him look very funny in that video. So thank you guys for helping us out. That's really cool of you guys. I also want to send a big shout-out over to Higher Ground Jiu-Jitsu, uh, I went to go cover a Shanji Hibero seminar that was awesome. Kev, and I, I this is how great it was. I messaged Kevin as soon as it was over because not only was it a great interview with Shanji, but he was teaching stuff that felt so important to my game. And my game is a very weird and specific kind of uh, BJJ play, but it was really cool to watch him do things and go, oh, cool. Yeah, I kind of do that, except you do the, like, real version. (laughs) You do the competent version. Oh, that's great. That's what I should do. Uh, So my my compliments to him, the good people over there. It was so much fun, and uh, I really liked seeing them train and, and and working in with a lot of the guys. Super helpful. So my thanks to them. I really wanted him to break your arm. I really wanted him to just maybe make it hurt a little bit. <laughs> what Kevin's alluding to is in the interview with Shanji, I was in the middle of making a joke, and Shanji takes a second, like a true comic would, and grabs my arm, but jokingly. And I don't know if you know this about Shanji. Strong dude. Good grip. Jiu-jitsu black belt. Yeah. So when he grabs your arm, you immediately feel pressure on it, but then he lets it go like, ha, 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 I wasn't going to wrist lock you or arm bar you or do anything to you. <laughs> it just felt like it. Ha. Just needed you to know I could. Yep. So that was terrifying. And it's one of the few times <laughs> ever in an interview with somebody, somebody's threatened to do that. But uh, yeah, so I'll have that to remember and tell people that I shat my pants when that happened. So it's a great thing to tell the kids later on. So I want to thank them. I also want to thank my sister. Kev, I don't know if you know this, but um, my sister bought the tickets to Arcade Fire, and, and we went with uh, her boyfriend yesterday. And she has been such a huge proponent of me uh, forever. But the reason why I wanted to shout her out today is not just for taking us to a concert, but she has been listening to our podcasts and no has zero interest in jiu-jitsu or anything like that. But I told her one day, she just goes... 
yeah, uh, you know, the podcast is going well. She goes, oh, my God, Kit Dale is so funny. <laughs> and that's a really random thing to hear from your sister. So she had told me how she's been listening to him on her, her iPad and how she's a big fan of the show. She doesn't care much for you, but, you know, she's happy to support me. And I, oh my I feel the same way. Yeah, I know. Most people do. But, um, no, she actually had really nice things to say about you. She's like, Kev's funny. And I was like, I know. I set him up a lot. <laughs> I know. Proof working around anyone works, big sis. <laughs> Am I right? Right. And, uh, no, she, she's been such a delight. And that was such a great thing to have her go out of her way to do that. You know, she is one of the best influences in my life and uh, one of my best friends. So just hearing her, her do that stuff really, really meant a lot. I also want to shout out the good people over at Valley Martial Arts Center. C-A-M-V. Wait, do it the other way. V-Back. What? C-A-M-V. V-Mac. You know, I, I get the spelling. Scream I'm it. Not bad. Live by it. What was the sound you just played? Oh, that was Magic Blast from my iPhone app. You know what the weird part is? I normally hate when you do it, but I actually really liked you doing that one. <laughs> Thank you. I was trying to add a little extra dimension. Too bad. Doing a lot of these podcasts. Do doing it. a lot of them. Version of that every time and you can't do it again. So, yeah. Well, that was great. I like that one. Um, let me see who I could shout out this week. Uh, there's a guy named Varjun at our gym. And uh, some people call him Varten. Some people call him Varjun. He spells his name crazy different. But uh, he is one of the slowest jiu-jitsu guys who, when he moves, he doesn't move a lot. But he is definitely that definition of, you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast and he is the most technical precision person that you do uh, jiu-jitsu with and uh, he's been so helpful with me like his game is so interesting to play when you're rolling with him and it's really helpful and he's been really cool in telling me some of his tricks and how he does certain things so I love rolling with him he's one of the best guys to to train with so i want to give him a big shout out he's uh been very helpful with my game recently so i think that'll do it for my shout outs um oh wait no one big one kevin i want to big send a big shout out to joey diaz um this has been a crazy week kev between uh hickson and being on joey d's podcast and interviewing shanji it's been an insane week of interviews and talking with people and uh, Joey D brought me on his show, The Church of What's Happening Now. If you guys haven't heard it yet, please go check it out. Uh, it is one of the funnest experiences I've ever had. And the way the guy does his podcast, like we look like amateurs comparatively to him doing his even shout outs for his sponsors on his show because that's art. That fucking shit. He got put on a rant and he was just nailing comedy. And uh, I echoed some nice sentiments from you to him as well for comedy, but, uh, man, just, just a great experience. And we've gotten so much love and we've gotten people who said that they're going to start jujitsu because they listened to the podcast with Joey. And they said that his, uh, tale was really inspirational to them. I got more people checking out uh, a couple of my articles who said that they really, really enjoyed them. So to all those people, we want to say thank you guys. We feel the love definitely here. And, and definitely to Jamila burden or Burdon. I'm sorry if I'm ruining your name, but uh, your handle name says MJJ student, which if that's Michael Jackson, we're already good friends. 
but you sent a really nice note to us this week, and uh, I want to say thank you very much. I really appreciate it. So, yeah, uh, really good professional week for us here at The Verbal Tap. And to everybody who makes that possible and supports us, thank you guys very much. That's going to do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. Join in the fun on Twitter at Verbal Tapcast on Instagram, on Facebook, on iTunes. We want your feedback and your ratings. That's going to do it for us. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and five stars. That was beautiful. I was missing some sitcom analogy, but it was great. These are the moments when it is good that we don't do the podcast in the same studio.